Amen. Hey, good morning. How's everybody doing? So I have like a six-hour message planned, so the chili, will be, the chili will be nice and warm when it's time to eat. Is that good? Somebody better say, thank you. You'll get over it. Um, but before we get into that, I got I gotta, one announcement. Next week, we also not only have women's and baptism, but we also start our discipleship leadership class at, I believe it's 1 o'clock. I could be wrong. Someone correct me. I'm, I'm leading it. That's crazy. I'll be here at 1. If no one else is, I'll wait till 2. If no one shows up by 2.15, I'll go home, okay? So um, come ready to learn what it means to not only be a disciple, but also lead discipleship. So real quick, hey, if you are a, come on, somebody, if you are a, just yell out what you think you are. Okay, a saint, a sinner, abused, abuser, right? If you're heartbroken, if you're homeless, how about this? If you're homebound and you're watching online, if you're a whore, if you're lost, if you're fearful, if you have ADHD, come on, somebody, praise God, right? You made me a specific way, I'm here. If you're a liar, maybe life's caught up to you and you just, you know, you learn lying at a young age and you kept it. Hey, if you're a liar, if you're a hypocrite, if you're a bastard, lover, cutter, tweaker, junkie, alcoholic, alone, adopted, abandoned, addicted, leftover, or divorced, disillusioned, I have to get to this six-hour six message, you know, like this isn't part of it. LGBTQ+, old, young, cheater, wealthy, poor, wise, despised, infected, rejected, pierced, and tatted, or come on, somebody, a just a misfit. This is your home. We welcome you. We love you. You were created for the God of the universe. You are his workmen. You are his workwoman. PC in that. We got you. God has a plan for you. It's abundant and it's clear. Let's listen to him now, right? So uh, we read that every week because we believe it. We read it every week because we think everyone deserves a place where they can not only come and learn about God, but they can come and be in community where the world rejects them. We choose to accept you because God has a plan for you. You might be in sin, lying, right? Lying was in there. You're a liar, right? You might be living in sin, but guess what? Jesus has redemption for you. And so we believe that statement wholeheartedly that no matter where you are in life, no matter who you are in life, God wants to call you out of this world and into his kingdom and call you his and wipe your slate clean. Amen? Amen. Hey, real quick, we are in the uh, arcade series. I'm not going to go over all the games we shouldn't be playing up to this point, but the next game is the game of destruction. Oftentimes, we all play the game of destruction. I can say that boldly because I know we all have mouths. Anybody don't, not have a mouth? Yeah, 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 you have one. Yeah, mm-hmm. She used it. I could hear her. That's how I know she has a mouth. But, uh, we're, gonna play, we're, we're not going to play the game of destruction anymore. We're going to play the game of kingdom building. Kingdom building. And so, I mean, I, could, I don't even have to read scripture anymore. I could just make that statement, walk off the stage and be good, right? I mean, worship was phenomenal. We talked about talking and singing and using our mouth. And I'm going to flip the script. I'm going to tell you to shut up. I'm going to tell you to be quiet. I'm going to tell you that our words get us in trouble because we open our mouth and we say things we shouldn't. 
and even when we're right, could be wrong. I want to read this scripture out of Matthew chapter 12. It says this, it's verse 33. It says, a tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. I want you to think about that statement real quick like this. Are you identified by joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control? Are, are you identified by liar, hypocrite? Anything else? Come on. How about this? Bully? Racist? How about, how about this one? Um, name caller. My son this week got in trouble at school multiple times. Two of those things is what he got in trouble for. I'm not going to say which two because... If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But we've had to had, have conversations with him. It would be better for him to keep his mouth shut than it would be for him to talk. How many of y'all relate? Man, how many times has my mouth got me in trouble? I call somebody. I've been watching my tongue this week. Let me tell you, I was at work yesterday and I was like, no, we got to speak positivity. Like, I went on a ride this week, this morning, early morning, and I put on, I got some new headphones, let me tell you, they're sweet. They sit right here. They don't go in my ears. They're awesome. And I was listening to a podcast, right? And in the podcast, it said something like this, positivity doesn't affect your brain. Negativity has nothing to do with your brain. When they did studies on it, what they found is that the positive and negative things, whether you're a liar and creating negative identity or you're, you're a truth teller and creating positive identity, it has nothing to do with your brain. It's a spiritual matter. You want to be a positive Paula? Come on, somebody. We got to start being spiritually in-depth in the word. And we have to allow his spirit to come over us so that we can see the hope and faith that he says never dies. Right? That's two of the three. I, I hit two of the three. Faith, hope, and love never die. They'll last forever. The greatest of these is love, but faith, hope, last forever. And man, I want to be a good fruit-producing person. Sometimes I need to sit here and, and I need to create the healthy fruit, but if all I do is speak, I'm going to say something wrong. I'm going to create bad fruit. I'm going I'm to be the guy who told a fib because I thought, oh, I know the answer to this. You might have heard something, but you never researched it enough to know it. And then you lie to a customer, you lie to somebody thinking, oh, I know, oh, yeah, I saw an article, I read the title, and let me tell you what the title said, like it's truth. Ever jump on the news and read a title and go, oh, that's terrible. And then you read it, and it's like, oh, it's not that bad. But you go off the title instead of what you read, like, the news is notorious for that. Oh, let's give them a great title, and then boom, fake news. Every which direction you look. But we're not called to be looking at the title of things. We're called to research into the thing, into the God thing. Because when God shows up, good things can happen. Great things will, will thrive and, and, and destroy the destruction in front of us. There'll be a good destruction. The good truth teller. The guy who makes things grow out of rubble. The guy who will bring up a kingdom out of the rubble that we've made his, his life in ours. Man, that goes deep. I can't, I can't 
I'm not going to elaborate on that. I'm going to read the scripture again. It says, verse 34, this is Jesus talking. He says, you brood of snakes. How many times have you ever woken up to that? Like, Jesus is looking at you, he goes, you brood of snakes. And I'm like, I'm just one God. <laughs> How many times have you ever woken up or, or been awoken spiritually in that manner where God calls you out? Jesus Christ calls you out and says, hey, Ben, you got a problem. You're talking too much. I love that. It continues, it says, how, can, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. What's in your heart? Every second of every day, what's in your heart? I want you to think that severely because we just got done singing, Lord, you're all I want, you're all I need. All is not a, a gray matter. All is a matter of fact matter. It's a black and white issue. It's like, hey, we know this is the line. We know this is the cliff. I'm all in. I'm jumping off the cliff. I don't need a parachute. I don't need a bungee cord. I don't need a, a harness. I'm all in, God. I'm jumping off the cliff for you. I'm jumping off the cliff. And it says this. It says, what's in your heart determines what you say. If, if, I, if he's in my heart and I jump off the cliff, then all I'm going to say is godly and righteousness. It's, it's going to be the thoughts of heaven that enter my head. They're going to exit my mouth because the king of kings is in my heart. Because I'm all in. Because it's all the time. Because it's all the time except on Wednesdays. It's all the time except for Mondays because Sunday was yesterday. It's all, I'm all in because it's every day except for Friday because Sundays are coming, right? Like that whole video, Sundays are coming. Miracle Walker. Thomas Keeper. Light in the darkness. Uh. If you were here a few weeks ago, you understand that. I'm really just making fun of Lola, but it's going to be a shirt someday. By the way, if you want shirts, go talk, to, go talk to Ida. You can get this shirt. It's pretty cheap. We are going with her price, whatever she wants, so go talk to her. Cool? All right. Hey, they're for sale. Go find out if we have your size. You can represent the kingdom of God with the crown on your shirt, but we want to make sure God is the point of everything. You can't afford it, tell her, I'll make a deal for you. It goes on, and it says this. I think in order for verse 34 to make more sense, you have to go to verse 35, and it says this. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. How many of y'all have bank accounts? Yeah, your heart is a bank account. Your heart is a bank account. What are you going to share? What are you going to give out of your heart? What are you going to give that God has put into your heart? What are you going to give out of your heart to share with others? Is it going to be good or is it going to be bad? Is it going to be truth or is it going to be a lie? Is it going to be healthy? Is it going to help somebody or is it going to tear them down? Because in order to share what's in your heart, you have to open your mouth. How many of us have ever been told that? Man, I... I want to be that person that doesn't just open my mouth to open my mouth anymore. 
when I'm having fun and joking around, I want to encourage somebody in my joke. I love Lola because she was so on fire when she said miracle workah. I'm like, just let it go. Southern Baptist got to come out sometime. You know, we could little, we could use a little liveliness, you know, dance around or prance around, whatever you got, you know, like be a, be a Disney princess, Toby, you know, like, come on. You're good looking enough, you know, so the treasury, the treasury of your life is in your heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. There's a, there's a bad bank account in somebody's heart and they're producing bad things. They're coming around, they're destroying life, they're, they're cutting it down, they're, they're taking it out. You're produced for life, and a bad treasury cannot cut you down because you know the greatest treasure of them all. And that's the thing, like we have to grab our bank account from the greatest of great. Our treasury, our heart, needs to be filled by the king of kings. But if it's going to be filled by the king, king, king of kings, we've got to be able to pour out of the overflow of the king of kings. But are we doing it right with our mouth? Because we got to speak. Check this out. It goes on. It says this. I'm going to try and hurry up through this. Verse 36, it says, And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. I want you to think about idling. You're at a stoplight. Your car is idling. It is doing nothing for you. The words you speak in an idle situation do nothing for you. Your car can break down in an idle. Am I right? So you can break down in an idle. That's the reality of it. I don't know any car that improves during idle. I know cars that improve during braking, they're called electric. They recharge the battery. You take a break, that's different than idling. It doesn't mean there's not still forward momentum. You're pressing on the brakes a little. You're resting a little, but there's still forward momentum. But God's not calling us to idle. He's not calling on us to be idling Christians, Christians who stop at the stoplights. He's calling us to just slow down a little. What I love on a bike, oh, I love this. This is so good. Wait for it, okay? I love riding my bike up to a stoplight because when I see that the, the cross lights are turning yellow or turning red, I slow down way back here so that I can coast in. Idle, like, so I don't have to stop and get off my bike. Because if I do, I have to reclip in, and that takes more time and more effort and more, re sometimes it takes a whole relearning process. You know? But if I slow down and I, I pull up to it, if my light turns green by the time I get there, I take off. God has called us to take off at the green lights. Not to squeal our tires, but to go. He didn't want us to stop, so we have to take a launch from the, the line, you know? Like, like, that gets you in trouble. When the cop's right around the corner and he hears you squeal, he's going to come find you. Right? Maybe not me. I'm on a bike. Every idle word you're going to take an account for. The words you say will check this out. 
Come on, somebody who's been in prison, raise your hand. Come on, be loud and proud about it. Come on, check it out. The words you will say will either acquit you, come on, somebody, or condemn you. You will either be convicted or acquitted by the words you say. Man, if I really want to get into that, Jesus said he did not come to condemn the world but to save it. You've already condemned yourselves. By the words you say, you can be thrown to hell. And I'm not trying to be fire and brimstone. It's just right there. Or the words you say can acquit you from all wrongdoing. It can let you go scot-free, right? You, you're allowed to, to walk out free of any wrongdoing you've ever done by the words you say to the king of kings and by the words you show to others. And it goes on. I mean, if you get nothing else out of that, that should be it. That should be it. Captivity of pain, I want you to hear this. The captivity of pain is because of the words that come out of our mouth. Because I want you to think, I'm going to get to this a little bit later, but the words that come out of your mouth have to go into your mind first. And it doesn't matter the situation. The captivity of pain, and I'm not talking about sorrow. I'm not talking about losing a loved one and, and being in some pain at that moment. I'm talking about pain that you dwell in and sit in and live in for a very long time because you don't know how to get through it. It's all, cap it's all captured by the words you say or words that are said to you. Someone could call you a name and you could be really broken by it. You could be really hurt by it. You could call somebody a name and they are now captive by pain. You could say those things about yourself and then you become captive to the pain. That's why Lola hates it when I go up, come up here and go, man, I'm just the idiot. She hates that. But you know what? Sometimes, compared to Jesus, I am an idiot. Well, just a uh, 100%. But we don't compare in this place. We learned that from Taylor a few weeks ago. Right, Taylor? We don't compare. Why? Because if I compare, I know I'm better than some of you. There's the other side of the coin, too, you know? But we don't compare. Here's the thing. If you compare, you'll realize you're better than me at most things. That's why we don't compare, but that's also words that get us in trouble, thoughts that get us in trouble. We have to be people who want to make a big impact in a positive way, but check this out. Small words can make big impacts in negative ways. In James chapter 3, verse 3, it says this, we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth, and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even though, even though the winds are strong, in the same way, a tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. Man, I just wish sometimes the Lord would put a bit in my mouth. It'd shut me up and direct me in the right way. Thank you for saying yeah. Take that as an agreement and a blow. I'm a little hurt. Yeah, yeah, I get it. That's Taylor. He's allowed to say that. I call him short all the time. It goes on. It says this. I want you to hear this. So we, we've talked about the tongue and how it makes, it's a small little part of your body, but it makes a grand speech. It can get you in the biggest of trouble or it can free you from trouble. But check this out. It, it goes on. It says, but a tiny spark can get, uh, <laughs> slow down, Ben. 
a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire on fire by hell itself. Your tongue is so corrupt. I'm, oh, man. Do I dare say this to everybody? Get over it. Your tongue is so corrupt, it's a world of fire. And if you go, no, it's not. Can it be? Everybody. Oh, yeah. Hey, I wanted to say, oh, hell yeah. But that's a place, you know? But that's the reality, right? Like, our tongue can get us in so much, so much pain, and it can get us into so much trouble because we say stuff like that. We, we say, oh, I'm an idiot, or I'm stupid, or, man, did you see them? They're just so dumb. I won't tell you what my son did. I'll tell you what he said, though. Cry, baby. You know, I love, sometimes I'm proud. Not today. Here's the thing. When we say that, I'd rather someone say, you know, here's some dirt. You can rub, it, rub some dirt on it. But at the same time, where's the compassion that we need to be sharing through the fruit of the Spirit? Where's the hope? Where's the patience? Where's the kindness? Where's the gentleness? Where's the joy? When we come to someone who's hurting, where's the fruit that we say we produce when we just make comments or gossip or, or slander somebody in their presence or away from their presence? Where's the truth of who Christ is for all of us? This is what I think. I think when we do those things, the truth is good for me, but uh, we're going to hold off from them. I want you to think about that. The gospel is good enough for me, but not them. The truth of Jesus is good for me, but they're just, man, they're just not with it. They're just a little off. Did you see yourself today? Come on. Lola made me change a shirt today. Wearing the blue one. I was wearing the blue one. I was like, man, I feel like I look good. I feel like I look good. I wore a blue shirt, blue jacket, black jeans. I'm blue, dabba dee, dabba die, you know? I felt good. And she goes, mm. What do you mean, mm? You know what? If I looked at her like that and she put something mm on and I, I did that, I'd be in trouble. You know? It doesn't matter if it's, mm, or, wow, that's beautiful. You know, she, I'd be in trouble, right? See how that gets you in trouble? That all comes from the mouth. The tongue, the, the lips don't have to be moving to make a grand gesture. Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the tongue is making the motion and the eyes are doing the talking. We aren't called to be those people. We're not called to be those people that say half of what we're thinking either. I'd rather you tell me what you're really thinking so I can pray for you. Or so I can correct myself. Because there's always two sides to that coin, right? 
But if we're not full of joy, full of self-control, I mean, let's go to the fruit of the Spirit for a second. Let's look at that. If we don't have each one of those and they don't produce through our mouth, man, I'll be praying. But God has called us to that. There are often times where someone makes me so angry. I want to erupt in the moment. How many? Come on. But instead, I just say to myself, I literally talk to myself in my head. So I'll say, Ben, you got to slow down. Breathe. Because the breath isn't mine, it's God's. And I breathe. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit fills this up. Lola's seen it. It's happened on stage. And I go, And it's just this calmness takes over. And I'm able to be the person God's called me to be that produces fruit out of my mouth so others can grab onto it. We need to be those Christians, not the Christians that allow our tongue to be the world of wickedness in ourselves. I'm here to conquer my tongue. My dad once said to me, you know, the hardest thing to let go is, or to let God have is the tongue in our speech. But yet we older days when I was in high school I remember this revival and they're praying tongues over me and they're saying you're not saved until you get it here's the thing I'm not going to be saved for a long time until I give up my my tongue to the Lord does that make sense like I know he can here's the thing I'm not saying I don't speak in tongues I probably speak in tongues more than the rest of you right Paul said it but the thing is it's good to have supernatural but if you're not willing to give up your tongue don't think you're not saved. Jesus came for you. There's proof in speaking in tongues, but there's also proof in prophesy. There's proof in speaking in tongues, but there's also proof in encouragement and teaching and, and loving others and being joy-filled. Let me tell you, joy, joy is not something you can get. It's something the Holy Spirit gifts you. It's a fruit that's produced through him, through you. It's like one of these things that just shows up and you're like, wow, how'd that happen? Because I've been in my word, I've been praying, I've been seeking the Lord, I've been on my knees going after Jesus like nobody else's business and I've been asking the Lord to produce it and my orchard is full of joy. But it didn't come by slandering others. It didn't come by speaking ill will of myself. It didn't come by just giving a grand speech. I do this every week, and sometimes I wish I didn't. Thank you, Taylor, for showing up and preaching for me. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Witten. Thank you, everybody who ever preaches, because this is the thing. We have to be careful about what we say. I, get my, I let my tongue get out of control sometimes, don't I? Oh, you'll get over it. Every time. I love it. So will I. But that's the reality. We... We need to be those people that control the tongue. We give the tongue to God so he can have self-control over our tongue. But I want you to hear that word self-control. You are allowing the Holy Spirit to come and produce something in you, and you are taking credit for the self-portion of the control. I allowed God to come in so I could have self-control in my life. We need to constantly remind ourselves that it wasn't me, it was God, but I chose him. He's, he's constantly coming in. He's constantly saying, hey, 
I've got to, I've got to do this in your life. We should be constantly looking at the mirror spiritually and going, where do I need to improve? So yesterday at work, I'm, I'm sitting there, and we joke around a lot, and one guy goes, I'm going to murder you. It's just, it's a joke, I think. Um, and I looked at him, and I said, I hope you do, man, because at least I know what I'm here for. And I said, I love you. I think you're amazing. He's a good friend. You know, it took a while, but he's a good friend now. And then we started joking. And I realized in the middle of one of my jokes, I'm like, man, I'm really not being too nice to this guy. And I stopped it mid-joke. And he goes, come on, what are you going to say? And I'm gonna say, I said, I wasn't going to say anything good, so give me some time to come up with something good. And then I looked at him and I said these positive things. Hey, this is what I like about you. Since David's incidents, you know what we do every morning? What's one thing beautiful about yourself? Now, what's one thing beautiful about so-and-so? Because we want to produce something in him that is godly and that will rule his world, that is edifying to not only himself, but everyone around him for the kingdom of God. Because it's not about how I feel. When I found out he did these things, I was so glad I was at work. I called Lola and I said, you either beat him or I will when we get home. And instead we didn't. You know, I I let the calm one know about it so I could calm down. And then we gave him to Ida for a little bit. If you know Ida, he's calm, intimidating, you know? But good things happen. It's good to have self-control and let the, settle, like, let the fire settle so you can speak the truth. When he got home, I held him and I just talked to him. I said, I love you, buddy, no matter what. But then we set up some disciplines and we set up some boundaries and we were able to calmly go through it so we could build him up, not tear him down. Because I want to see my kid be built up. And when he does wrong, I want him to see the power of who God has called me to be, his father. I'm an imitator of God. I'm an imitator, not an imitator of God, imitator of Jesus. And if I'm going to be an imitator of Jesus, what I've seen God do to me, I can also share with my son. And so I have to control my temper, control my tongue, and and move forward that way. I'm going to rip through these real, real fast, I hope. James 3, 7 through 11 says this, People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. No one. No one can tame the tongue. Y'all think you got it? Nope. You can't, can't, you can't tame your tongue. You can't tame your tongue. I, you might be able to for a second, and then something happens that sets you off. You just blow up. But God says, that, the Bible says this right here. It says, no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. Didn't I just get done talking about that? And so blessings and cursings come pouring out of the same mouth. Everybody, everybody there with me? I've done that, been there, done that, Ben. Come on, move on right? And then it says this, it says, and so blessings and cursings come out, pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. 
Anybody ever say that to yourself? I'm not going to say, did you ever say that to somebody else? Because we all know we have. But the reality is, I'm not here to pick out the speck out of your eye. I'm here to pick out the log out of my own. Right? I'm not here to say, hey, yo, Cody, bro, be nice to Taylor. Okay? Just a little guy. Just kidding. Taylor, Taylor's big in spirit. So, so it goes on, it says, it says in verse 11, does a spring of water bubbling out of both fre- bubbly, bubble out of both fresh and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. I don't want to be a salty spring. Taylor, I don't want to call you short anymore. I'm working on it. The whole church heard me say it. But the thing is, is that we don't want to be those those salty springs. We want to be living water, fresh water springs. Where what I say, what I pour out is life-giving. It's enriching. It's encouraging. It's Holy Spirit empowered motions of my mouth that fill somebody up and that free them from the captivity of their own death. I want to be that person. In Proverbs 10, verse 19, it says this, too much talk leads to sin. Shut up! Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. The reason I think that's in there The reason I think that's in there, because years later, Jesus comes and he says, I don't say anything that I haven't already heard my father say. I don't say nothing unless my father has already said it. I'm not allowed to. What if we lived our life like that? That every second of every day, someone asks us a question, we got to say, I got to ask Jesus what his response is. Sometimes you know it's just a yes or no. It's like, yep, no. Like I have a bike ride that I could be going on at noon. Nope. Gotta eat some chili. I have to. You're making me. Where's Jared? Not up here. I can get away. Kidding. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes we just have to answer the reality of it, but other times we just really need to ask the Lord, what is it that you have? Because this is an opportunity to either edify someone, encourage someone, uplift somebody, or maybe break their heart. Make them think the worst. Make them think the best. I wrote down here, these moments we should sing a song of praise to the Lord when we don't know what to say. But some of us shouldn't open our mouths. We should just think the song, you know? It's not a good word. <laughs> some of us have that, that sound that does, doesn't need to leave our mouth. Just Okay, just sit there quietly and sing it in your head. I was thinking of a song. It, it's a Rich Mullins song, I believe. I sing praise to the king. I could get those, wrongs, those words wrong. What are those words? I think Amy Grant sang it. Yeah, Probably. I changed the words to praise, but whatever. We're going to sing a song. We're going to be sensible. We're going to keep our mouths shut until we know the answer that God's called us to give. 
Because I'm not going to be the guy playing the game of destruction, but I'm going to be the guy playing the kingdom building game. I'm going to be that person, and you can be too. Verse Proverbs 12, 18, it says, Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. We can either be cutters or healers. We can either be cutters or healers. And, and this, is, this is the word of God. It's saying you can either cut someone down completely or heal them with your words. I want to be that guy. I said it before. I want to be that guy that when I speak, living water flows out. The fruit of the Spirit produces and it moves and it glorifies God. It, it, it brings upon revelations and healings because of who God is. I don't want to be the guy that looks at this and goes, man, I, how do I cut down my forest today? I'm not looking to cut down the forest because when the forest is cut down, I'm just going to go with something. Don't judge me. I'm just saying it. When we cut down the forest, we lose our oxygen. When we cut down plants, we lose our oxygen. But God's called us into his oxygen. And when we cut down people, we've lost that spiritual oxygen that we need to survive for the kingdom of kingdoms, for the God of this world, for the God of heaven and earth, for, for the maker of us. Because we're called to love God and people well. We're called to it. You want your breath? Go build somebody up. You want your encouragement? Go build someone up. Because whenever you encourage somebody else, whenever you speak truth and power to somebody in the, in the name of positivity, it does something to your spirit that you want to know God more. We are called to build them up. If you want wisdom, check this out. It says, but the words of the wise bring healing. How many of y'all wise today? One or two? That's good. Three? We're, we're picking it up, right? Sometimes we leave it at home. But God's calling us to be wise. You want wisdom? Try searching for something positive to say about people around you. Even when you're joking and you know it's a joke and you know they're going to get laughter out of it, say something positive instead. It's hard. To, trust me, I'm going through it right now in my mind. I'm like, wait, I've got to speak positive words. Sorry, Chelsea. Chelsea's been hanging out with us this week. Been a little drier around. Her, la her last name is Dryer, so it's fair. But you know what? It's a good time. But you know what? She's wonderful. She doesn't just take it, or she doesn't just receive it. She takes it and then gives it back. It's like a little sister at my house. Thank you. But the reality is, is that she's wonderful, right? She's amazing. Sometimes my wife likes to cut me down, but you know what I do to her? I just lift her up. Mm. Jesus gave me the good one. Just kidding, she never cuts me down. That I'm willing to share. Proverbs 18, 21, this is me right now. The tongue can bring death. I will uh, see you in eternity. Just made fun. Thank you. You got it, because I talked about my, yeah, anyway. Um, if you have to explain it, don't say it. Uh, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. I want you to hear that. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences, but it can either produce life or death. What are you reaping when you talk? Are you reaping life or death? What are you reaping when you think? 
What are you harvesting? Are you, are you harvesting the condemnation that's brought to you by the words you speak? Or are you harvesting the freedom that comes through the life you're producing? What are you producing in this life? I, I want to talk about this real quick and then I promise I'm going to end. When we talk to God, stop just talking to him. When you pray, don't just pray to God and ask him all these things. Stop talking when you pray and wait. Because I think sometimes in our own spiritual walk that can destroy us when we just want to talk to God and not hear his response. Oh, did you hear that? Sometimes that can destroy our spiritual life when we just want to talk to God and never hear his response. We ask him a question 20 different ways because we want an answer right now, but God says, will you be patient? Will you allow me to produce that fruit in you so you could produce it out your mouth? You know, patience produced out of your mouth. I learned that from my dad. You get it. My dad will start talking. You know that one time? I know of many times, Dad. Well, we were on a vacation. Okay, we're getting somewhere. He's so meticulous with his thought and his words that he slows down and stops to think about every single sentence, every single phrase. Half of the sentence, half of the phrase. But what if we acted like that with God? Because I want to give God the time to speak. I want him to, to give me the words that he would want me to say. But most of the time, we just talk and don't give him any room. As I go on, Ephesians 4.28 says this, If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work. And then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. When you read this, how many of you thought, does God hear me? How many of you thought, how can I be an encouragement to God? Because when I read that, I thought, how many of us are producing so much life that we're an encourager to God who hears every word I speak? In private and public. Am I producing enough fruit that God sees my obedience and is encouraged by the truth that comes out of my mouth? My God encouraged by me? Or is he still struggling with me? Is my Jesus encouraged by me? Or is he still going to God going, man, God, that's a rough one. I'm praying for you, buddy. But you are rough. I'm interceding on your behalf. But man, we got some work to do with that tongue. How many of us think about that when we think, and everyone around you will hear you and either be edified, brought to life, or brought to death. How many of us are willing to change the way we talk and be more aware 
in the middle of our talk, hey, let me tell you, Jesus has some grace upon grace upon grace. When there is more sin, there is more grace. And let me tell you that in the middle of your correction throughout the day, there is such an amount of grace and a feeling of, of grace that will pour over you. That when you're talking bad about somebody or when you're talking bad to somebody, even when you're make, making a joke and it's not positive, it's not encouraging, it's not friendly. What is Caleb's thing? Positive, positive and encouraging uplifting when it's not that when it's not that for somebody else god wants to pour his grace on you he wants to drench you with his grace and bring you out of the muck and into the into the the bright blue sky into the sunlight and he wants to share with you the truth of who he is if you don't want to grow there's the door but if you want to grow west des moines open bible church is a place to grow we want to love you and we want to we want to love god we want to love you well but we also want to create disciples come on i'm not i'm not about standing up here going hey i'm not challenging you today i'm going to challenge you because every single thought and every single word that comes into your mind or out your mouth has something to do with God hearing you. And he'll either hear you and be encouraged, or he'll hear you and he'll be praying on your behalf to correct you. Because he's interceding on your behalf to his Father. You don't believe me? Go into 1 John. Let everything you say be good and helpful. Today, we have the chance to, to commune together around tables and to remember you get to put your spoon into either spicy or mild or good or bad we don't know yet chili but look at each other and and take communion as you do that remember what jesus christ did on the cross so that you you and i we both can not only correct our behavior but move into the light and be the fresh, bubbling fountain of life. Not the one producing salt water, but the one producing fresh, living water. With our mouth and with our thoughts, we go out and we say, today is the day, Lord, I make a change. Today is the day, Lord, that I, I make a commitment. I'm choosing to follow you, not just yesterday, but today and forever. As we pray, I'm going to pray for everybody. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, I pray right now that you would bring us to life. That you bring us to love and you bring us to hope and faith. But Lord, I pray that you would shut our mouths and that you would speak for us. Lord, I pray that you would shut our minds off and that you would think for us. Lord, that as we go through emotions, we wouldn't just say what we're, what's on our mind or what's on our heart. But Lord, that we would stop, breathe your breath and allow your Holy Spirit to process us. Because God, I need your spirit to process me in every moment of every day because Lord, you're all I need. You're all I want. You're everything I've ever desired. And God, if, if I'm going to sing that and I want that to be true, I've got to start working on myself. So Lord, help me. Help me grab a hold of your fruit. Help me be a producer of your fruit. Lord, and help my mouth shut up so I can say what you want me to say and not what I think I need to say. Lord, I pray that you would challenge us all with this word today. That tomorrow isn't just another day, but we would remember, Lord, that you came. Like when we're joking around, Lord, I pray you would correct us and that you would remind us so that we could change the joke to something that's edifying. And we can tell someone instead of being, they're being dumb, that they're, 
you know what? God's got a lesson for you right now. There's a lesson here. We can learn together. Lord, I pray that we would be those people that, that lift others up because we want to love them well because we already love you well. Lord, destroy what we've built because under our own hands, it's weak. And build your kingdom in our life. Jesus died on the cross for us. If that's something that you want, if you want to serve a Jesus who, who would be willing to die and, and come back to life and bring life to you and give you eternal life, John 3.16 says, anyone who believes in me will have eternal life. If that's you, I want to pray with you because Jesus took a beating for you. He took the whips for you. He hung on a cross and died for you. And Lord, if there's anyone out there that says, Jesus, I need you in my life. I want to recommit today. I want to commit today to living for you, Lord. I pray that that would be something they would make today, that decision. They pray this out loud, quietly, whatever, Lord, that you would come into our lives. Jesus, come in, take over, and live out of me. I am yours, no one else's. Be in me and move through me. And bring others to know you through me, God. Use me. Because I'm not just saying, come in and, and let me live a, a debt-free life, but Lord, let me live indebted to you. Lord, strengthen us. Encourage us. Help us go out of here knowing that grace upon grace upon grace we are covered. And Lord, as we mess up, you would be just a reminder that, that it's okay, I'm, I'm here. And you can always turn around. And Lord, thank you so much for that grace. Thank you for that mercy of not, not destroying us in that moment. Thank you, Father, for everything you're doing and everything you're going to continue doing. Lord, thank you for the changes that are going to be made in my life where I'm going to be a life producer, not, not a death producer. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I love you guys. Let me pray over the food. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray over the chili that it's good, that it blesses us, and Lord, that we don't get sick. In Jesus' name.